Do you think Bitcoin is broken? Um, yes and no. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we jump in with the episode with Arc Crypto and Given today, um, wanted to share a little bit about our sponsor, Pika Crypto. Pika is revolutionizing the intersection of NFTs and gaming through their Pika trading card game, Elders of Kai. The TCG will be both digital, physical, and Web3 integrated, allowing gamers to play and compete in various formats. They're really leading the industry here in terms of pushing what you can do with Web3 and gaming. And whether you're a newbie or you're a pro gamer, there is a spot for you within the Pika ecosystem. So be sure to go into the description, check out more from the links here on Pika and Elders of Kai, go to the website, check out the social media, as well as join their community on Telegram. As well, we also included a link for this episode to the course with Arc Crypto, a special link with the podcast. So go into the description as well and click on that link for Arc Crypto if you want to learn how you can get involved in their crypto uh, trading and investment program to learn how you can make more active and passive income within the cryptocurrency blockchain Web3 space and learn more about everything they are doing. So check out those couple things and enjoy the episode, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to BlockHash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 332. Today with Given, the CEO, the founder of ARC Crypto, to talk about crypto education and what they're doing around uh, trading within the crypto space, as well as ways that you can earn uh, more money from active investments, passive investments in the space, and how to take full advantage of it to help yourself become more successful. Given, welcome to the show. Super happy to have you here. We're going to have a great conversation. How are you doing today? Good, brother. Good. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, this will be fun. Given, uh, before we get going, tell us and the audience a little bit more about yourself and your story. I'm sure they'd love to know a bit more about your background and I think how you kind of got into uh, this space and what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I got into crypto back in uh, 2017 and, you know, during the what, my, what was my first bull run, uh, it was around June or July of that of that year. And, you know, my first crypto that I invested in was Litecoin and Litecoin. When I first bought it, you know, I forget what the price was because I've had so many cryptos that I bought since then. But um what I do remember is, you know, it ended up going up by like 20 or 30% within a couple of weeks. And, you know, I was used to these trad gains where you would, if you were lucky and you had a good stock pick, it was, you know, 20 to 30% a year. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, kind of coming up with this phrase, you know, I came for the gains, but then I started learning all about what crypto stood for. And I stayed for the revolution. And, um, and starting in uh, 2018, same time as your, I guess your company started as well, January of 2018, I started teaching people, you know, the basics of crypto back then we didn't have DeFi. And so 
I opened up um, my school back then and it was probably the worst time I could have opened it up because as you know, you know, the beginning of Mm -hmm. 2018 was the end of the bull run, that bull run. And, um, and you know, we were just catching falling knives left and right there. Uh, We were investing in ICOs and we, we did relatively well on that. Um, And even after a few years we did well. Um, But then, you know, the market just kept going down and I ended up uh, within literally uh, 30 days, I ended up uh, filing for divorce from my ex. I ended up getting uh, oh, man. diagnosed with cancer, uh, colon cancer. And I ended up, uh, my cat died. I mean, my life sounded Jeez. like a country story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to move back in with my parents. I went from a millionaire to a you know, thousand air, uh, pretty, pretty quickly there. And so I ended up making a, a decision to stop teaching at that time and, um, and focusing on my day job, which was in the law. And I was uh, managing a law firm at the time. And I ended up, um, taking the time to really heal, work on my mindset, work on meditating, work on really just, um, you know, getting my stress levels down because I was just massively stressed all the time. And as you can imagine, you know, this in crypto, it's not exactly uh, the Zen uh, business, you know, it's, it's got mm-hmm. enough ups and downs to just really, uh, you know, make your, make your stomach uh, turn upside down. Um, and so I took about a year and a half off of crypto and I was keeping in touch with it, but really making some like light trades and, I got into Binance at that point in time in 2019, which was a good pick uh, in the long run. But um, I ended up really kind of hitting this wall back in at the end of 2019. And, you know, the cancer was, was for the most part at, at bay at that time. Uh, I went through surgery, but I didn't do chemo. Uh, despite the fact that the doctors were telling me, go do chemo, you know, you, you're, you're young and healthy. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm not going to go do chemo. And so I ended up going to, um, I ended up going to Bali. Uh, I actually called my partners and I said, Hey guys, I need to, uh, take a sabbatical. And I ended up moving to, or going to Bali for about 10 days. And I spent six days in silence at a silent retreat out there. And, uh, just really contemplating, like, what do I really want to do? And, um, and I came out of there just floating, like very, very mm-hmm. clear. Although I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew the direction that I wanted to head into. And so I ended up going to Russia because I didn't go through chemotherapy and I, and I was definitely into alternative medicines and treatments and stuff. So there was a doctor in Russia who was kind of like a shaman doctor. It was really cool. Uh, that I went and treated with. And I was only supposed to be there for three weeks. And this was in March of 2020. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I was in the city of Sochi, which is where the Winter Olympics were a few years back. And um, the doctor's like, I need more time with you, you know, just because I I wasn't doing certain things right. And and he was worried, like, I needed to just spend more time with him. And, um, And that's when the world starts kind of locking down. And I'm sitting here going like, okay, what do I do? Do I stay in Russia, like the adversary of the United States during like probably one of the most gnarliest um, events in modern history? 
Um, or do I go back home to like my comfy old life? It was kind of like a red pill, blue pill type situation. And I decided, you know, look, I'm going to, I, the old way wasn't working. I wasn't happy. I got cancer under that condition, Mm -hmm. um, of stress and, and the same cycles that I was in. And I was like, maybe I need to break that pattern. And so I, I didn't end up, uh, didn't end up going back to the United States and staying in uh, Russia for another three or four months. And in the meantime, I had brought some crypto stuff. And what I was looking into at the time was some bot trading and some arbitrage trading um, by a platform called um, Bit, Bitsgap. And, um, and I, I, the day that I decided to stay, um, I ended up opening up my laptop and opened up the files that I had on it. And I ended up going through all of this and I'm going like, oh my gosh, I started to like actually research some of the tokens and I'm sitting here going, this is about to explode. And, and what I was looking at was specifically DeFi because I just went started going down the rabbit hole of all of these tokens with their use cases and what they really did. And I'm just sitting here going like, wow this is about to explode. And so I like feverishly investigated and and researched from like 12 PM until 4 AM in the morning. And Mm -hmm. I called my former business partner and I'm like, dude, we got to start teaching this stuff again, like now. And uh, I said, this is what we've been waiting for. Like this like starts to make sense. Like it didn't make sense too much back then because it was like, you really couldn't do much, right? Except for maybe trade on, you know, Binance or Bitrix or, uh, and then hold it in your custody and, and print some crypto kitties. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but now we're like, wait, you can like borrow and lend on the blockchain. You can, uh, you know, you could provide liquidity on the blockchain and be, you know, the NASDAQ, the New York stock exchange. And that really got me excited. And so, um, after that, I ended up just hunkering down. I just could not put down my laptop till this day, actually. I still can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and I, I just really fell in love with what, re-fell in love with what crypto stands for and just know like that this is really a better future for everybody, a more equal future, even though it's got its ups and downs and some people have lost a lot of money. Um, you know, these new emerging markets don't come without some pain. And I've been one of them, you know, I've lost, definitely lost money. I'm sure you have, all of us mm-hmm. have in crypto. Um, so I, I came back, I quit my job. Uh, when I came back to California, I moved to Denver and, uh, and I restarted teaching people again. And, and since then, you know, the rest is history. We've been teaching DeFi, specifically DeFi now, because, you know, the easy stuff, it's still part of our course and security and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, the meat and potatoes really is, is DeFi. And that's, that's what we're very passionate about. Yeah, that, that sounds like quite a bear market that you went through personally. <laughs> wow. Um, and got all over the place too. Bali to shamans in Russia, which I didn't know existed to oh, good yeah. old California and Denver, man, all over the place. It must've been quite a Uh, chaotic time for you, huh? Yeah, no, it, you know, like the, 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 when I made the decision to like really get back into teaching crypto and like leave my job full time, cause I didn't do that the first time I, I, I stayed with my job and 
you know, it was one of the things that um, probably uh, got me, it, it was too much work, right? There's just too many things going on. So when I was able to just focus on one, uh, and especially crypto, like once I really understood like, okay, here's the direction the technology is heading into, it really wasn't so chaotic. It was more like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. This is my vision. This is my, uh, this is my journey, you know, on this blue marble floating in the middle of nowhere. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I was just like, I love this. And I don't care if I'm making, you know, $0 a month or a million dollars a month. The, the key thing is, you know, where my, where my heart lies and my passion lies is where the fortune is. And that's what, that's what I decided. And I was making decent money. You know, there was some years I would make, you know, high seven or six figures, high six figures. And, um, and I, I left all that behind and, and went from making that to, you know, zero, <laughs> actually paying into the right. business to start. So yeah, it's better yeah, to follow your passions. Good. I mean, I, I find that money tends to follow passion, but passion doesn't always tend to follow money. So do what makes yeah. you happy. Plus on this little blue yeah. ball that we all exist on, um, you know, who knows how many times over you get a try at it. So, you know, do, do what you like, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so how did this translate into ARC crypto for you? What, what was the connected there where you're like, you know, I want to share what I'm doing with other people. I want to educate people, um, and kind of go down this educational route. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I saw back in 2018 was there was just a need for like people to understand how crypto worked, you know, and, um, you know, like, uh, let's say a lot of people got back then, especially Americans, which I was living in America at the time, like they, they, their thing was like, okay, I'll go to Coinbase and I'll just buy some Bitcoin and some Ethereum and, or some Litecoin, whatever. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I wanted to show them like kind of the different avenues of of what crypto could do and i you know i should say like back in in 28 2017 to 2018 like you know we we were also able to show people like how to the original kind of like crowdsourcing of icos and and that was like that was really fun you know because like we we had these ideas and you know a lot of them failed and stuff but um but some of them succeeded and, um, and are still around today. And so when I saw like, man, finance is so much easier when you have crypto, all it is going to take is a few tweaks and, you know, we're going to revolutionize how we transfer value. And when I stumbled back upon crypto and specifically DeFi in 2020, that's when I was like, you can become your own freaking bank. You don't even, you really don't even, you, maybe you need one bank account, you know, and, and even that I would argue, like, you don't really need, unless you have like different businesses and stuff, but like, you know, now I've got my, I've got my crypto.com card that I can just transfer my money there. I've had landlords take USDC uh, in for payment. Um, you know, here in Panama, where I live, there's coffee shops that take USDT, USDC, Bitcoin, Ethereum, everything. There's pizza shops that do. And so like, um, the, the revolution of all this and like the acceptance of this payments, while it's been probably a little slower than you and I would like to see, it's moving at an mm -hmm. astronomical rate. And I knew that people, if it was hard for me, you know, that I'm doing this day after day, people, just the lay person who really wants to understand crypto is really having a hard time. So we, 
So what I decided to do was just create kind of a step-by-step course live, not, you know, Hey, here's my videos and watch them. I mean, you can pretty much do that on YouTube now, but live where you can get feedback and, and one-on-one, uh, coaching. Um, that's, that's where I think we kind of stood apart and we saw that there was a big need for that, uh, for a community like that, where people could jump in and, and get alpha, as to what we were buying, what the use cases of the cryptos are, but also how to like move it and how to maximize, you know, your bank. Uh, and so that's kind of why the passion behind that, why we, why we really decided to stir this up. Nice, man. That's awesome to give back that knowledge to people too. Cause I think what really drives crypto right now is everyone wants to be a part of, you know, this next revolution of money and they want to make a little bit as they go too. And crypto is a very rewarding industry, but a lot of mistakes are made. People you know, do the wrong things or there's misconceptions about you know, how they should be involved. Um, so I want to break down your, your course a little bit more. I and mean, the things that you teach, um, you know, when someone signs up for our crypto to be a part of it and to learn you know, how to make that passive or active income in crypto, what, what are some of the nuts and bolts of the things that you teach and, and that you share with people? Yeah. So, you know, let, I'll, I'll kind of run you through like the, the stages that we take people through. So it's basically a, a five week course that, you know, as long as you pay the subscription, you, you have access to indefinitely. And the courses morphed obviously over the last, you know, three years since we reiterated it. Uh, but we start with security, you know, making sure you have the right antivirus, making sure you have the right VPN in place. Uh, making sure you have a hardware wallet, not just a MetaMask, you know, uh, showing you how to onboard crypto. And that's obviously been a little bit more challenging uh, over the last uh, few months. But we've we've actually found more technology that's evolving that is allowing students to even uh, do direct deposits from their uh, paychecks now. Uh, and it's it's been really, really cool that they can, you know, just DCA into some ETH or USDC and then buy whatever they want on, you know, decentralized exchange. Um, and then we, we talk about, you know, bridging because a lot of the action, um, is happening on, you know, layer two solutions, Matic, uh, Arbitrum, Optimism. Uh, there's a lot of volume going to those because of obviously the ETH prices, they're just killers, you know, and especially once you, once you're a liquidity provider, it can really eat into your profit unless you have a bigger stash to, to play with. Um, and then, and then we start teaching them the different, um, avenues of DeFi, you know, and, and also some other things we've, we've talked about AI, um, tokens, we've talked about, um, NFT gaming, which is something that I think is going to be a big economy. I think it's going to be one of the biggest economies here, um, coming up because of what AI is doing. And, you know, there's just, more and more jobs that are going to become irrelevant and, you know, even robots doing a lot of the, the mm. jobs that humans can do nowadays. Um, would you rather have a robot and, you know, or put somebody at risk um, and, or a robot that you can just pay a one-time 50,000 bucks in, you know, maintenance of a, whatever, a hundred bucks a month. It's an, it's really a no brainer. Um, and so, uh, so then we, we get into, you know, the, the strategies that, that we personally use and we don't use financial advice and there's multiple different coaches that give different strategies, which each one of us has our different approach to it. 
and you can kind of pick and choose what you like, but um, we end up showing them how to mostly uh, provide liquidity on um, decentralized exchanges. Uh, so like Uniswap V3 or PancakeSwap or some of these other um, decentralized exchanges where, you know, you're allowing the peer-to-peer uh, trading to go, to go on. And, um, and we're, we're, we're actually now starting to um, dive deeper because I think that this is also going to be a big trend um, into real estate on the blockchain and showing people how to uh, tokenize you know, their investment properties and, and do crowd, uh, funding for them and, you know, distribute dividends in, uh, the form of, you know, stable coins. Uh, so, or whatever, any crypto that they really mm-hmm. want, but this is, this is kind of the, the progression that we teach. And then once you're done with that and you really understand what you're getting into, we have classes that usually I lead or some of the higher level coaches lead, um, that is more on the alpha. So what we're investing in, what strategies are, you know, like uh, single asset staking versus, uh, you know, doing a, a consolidated liquidity, uh, how to do looping, all that stuff where we're really showing people uh, how to just maximize the yield that they're getting from their DeFi, uh, from their DeFi platforms that they're investing in. So Nice. Do you also like go into like the technical analysis side of things as well for those that are more actively investing into, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, things like that? Yeah. So, so I'll say this, like we, I used to teach trading um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, in, in my opinion, um, like maybe what five to 10% of the traders actually win. And so I'm, I'm more of the camp of, um, you know, DCAing in and time in the market, not timing the market. And especially when you're talking about providing liquidity, because you're getting a yield on top of your crypto for allowing people to trade peer to peer, right. Or Mm -hmm. borrowing and lending, which isn't as high as, as doing, you know, like consolidated liquidity. Um, but there definitely, um, there definitely is like a, um, you know, a support and resistance that we do look at in order to determine like what ranges we're going to be putting cryptos in and where, where we're going to be buying and getting in on those liquidity pools. Um, and, and we actually have a course, I don't lead it, uh, mm-hmm. it's led by one of our coaches, Igor. Um, and, and he talks more about, uh, technical analysis, but not, it doesn't go too, too hardcore because, you know, we're more about like fundamental analysis and that's why we're buying like really the blue chip cryptos right now. Cause they're just at a discount. And I think people are so busy buying the Pepe's and the me ladies, mm-hmm. uh, that they're, that they're, that don't do anything right. Except for, you know, maybe make a few people laugh. Um, and, but the, the cryptos that are actually doing something that are actually building that actually have a use case or a governance case, um, that's what we're really looking at. And we break those down for our students. You know, we, when we go in and we do these, we, we do a full blown slideshow as to like what these cryptos do, um, you know, what the, the trend is for them, what they're building, what the use case is, why it's valuable to us. Um, and then again, usually we're providing liquidity for those tokens as well. So we can earn more of them. Um, and over time just build that stack, but we're looking at like, the ones that everybody's yawning about right now, 
um, but that we're going to be using in two or three years. And people are going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, how did these guys get so rich? And it's just like, well, mm -hmm. we did our homework, you know? <laughs> so you, so. you take the more long-term approach, you know, dollar cost average in, you know, look at what's going to you know do well in the future because of the use cases and the technology and what can be applied, you know, down the line. Um, you know, smart. I think a lot of people, they always want these like short-term gains and short-term trades. And I've done it a lot myself and it's so difficult, especially mentally to, you know, stay focused and try to like really grasp the market every single day, which is very difficult. I don't know anyone that can in, in, in my circle, that can grasp the market really well, like on a daily basis. Cause it's, it's churning so, so quickly. Um, yeah. It's crystal balls, you know, like, Oh, <laughs> I think Bitcoin's going to go up. It's like this guy, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't want to name any names, but like you, you see these guys on YouTube and, and Twitter and all this stuff. And they're always making these calls. And it's like, you know, even a broken clock is right twice, twice a day. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I just, um, I just kind of like stick to it. Like, and I, and I look for the like longer term narratives, like regulation, right. Uh, that's definitely a narrative we want to be paying attention to. Um, you know, is Bitcoin really broken? <laughs> that's probably a narrative you want to be paying attention to. Or Ethereum, you know, not being able, being able to process, uh, what was it? I don't know, 50 blocks last week or something. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's pay attention to that. But outside of that, you know, it's just a bunch of noise, a bunch of rambling because the, the tech is there. It's, it's what are the ones that are actually doing something um, and that, you know, have the, the staying power to be here for the next bull run. And that, that's what I'm really looking for. Cause that's where the real value is going to be at. Do you think Bitcoin is broken? Um, like yes and no, you know, mm -hmm. like with all this stuff and in, and I've had like a few Bitcoin maxis. I mean, one, one guy just really trying to convince me that I needed to get into this and this is, you know, but like when I went to go see like all the tokens that they're minting these orties and all these other things. I'm like, this is no different than buying Pepe or Sheeb or, uh, you know, whatever. Right. It's these coins are, um, are meme coins, all of them, every single one. And the ones that allegedly had use cases, nobody was using them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that, so it's kind of, it kind of sucks to see that on Bitcoin because now it's kind of clogging up the network and it's cool for me at times because I own some Bitcoin miners. So like my fees have been a little higher lately. Right. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, it's like, I see it as Bitcoin. And I think like a lot of the OG Bitcoin maxis would agree with me. Um, the Bitcoin is basically the, the King, right? It's the, right. the ultimate gold standard in crypto and it's the ability to transfer value um, very efficiently and, and it's the sturdy crypto, right? It's the one that, that the top of the hill. Um, and, and so to see that freezing up is not a good thing. So let, you know, let, I guess we'll see what they can do again. Like some of these Bitcoin maxis, they're like, Oh, take a look at, you know, the layer two on Bitcoin. And it's like, you take a look at like these things like sovereign or I forget what stacks or something like this. Mm -hmm. There's no TVL. There's no volume. Nobody's doing anything on there. You know, the Bitcoin, I guess if the Bitcoin maxis really wanted to, they, they've got tons of money, but they don't even trust their own layer two solutions. So like, I, I, I think Bitcoin needs to basically just stay in its lane, which is, 
you know, Hey, transfer that value, hold that value. Uh, and, and then all the, the big internet computer is Ethereum and, and their layer two solutions or Polkadot or Cosmos, whatever is the one that ends up, you know, coming ahead. But I think that's my opinion on Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin though, and definitely own it. I do too. I love Bitcoin. I think it's the most perfect thing that doesn't work, to be honest. <laughs> Not that Bitcoin doesn't work at all, but it's like, it's meant to be like a payment solution, but no one uses it for that. They just, it's a store of value and a hedge yeah. against, against a fiat currency, which is fine, but it's yeah. like, it's not designed for that, but it works, I guess. Um, it's been crazy lately with the uh, Bitcoin ordinals that have come out and now the BRC20 tokens that have just completely clogged up the blocks on the blockchain. And now everyone's talking about Bitcoin Cash again and Bitcoin SV. And I'm like, God, where were we when, when this was happening? Like 2019 or something? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's kind of where we're at in the cycle and this Pepe coin and all, all these weird things popping up. Um, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that in the future, I guess. Um, in regards to DeFi and a lot of the teachings that you do, I, I think a lot of people, including myself, are familiar with staking and yield farming and ways like that to earn. Um, but in terms of providing liquidity and other methods, what are some other ways or popular ways that you teach about in terms of earning a passive income through DeFi? Yeah, I mean, like like I said earlier, um, one of the things that I am very bullish on is um, uh, uh, Web3 gaming and play to earn. And so while we don't like... I got in way, way at the beginning when the hype was all about, you know, Axie Infinity and, and really saw the, like, the future. Like, even though the game sucked and all this stuff, I was like, wait a second, hold on. Like, this really, really, really is something that could take off. And I was living in the country of Georgia next to Russia at that time with my girlfriend and, you know, she started playing and all this stuff. And like, I started thinking like, man, some of these people were making like tens of thousands of dollars a month. Uh, and, and especially in um, the Philippines, which is really where it grew very quickly. Uh, and I'm sitting here going like, okay, think of it this way. You're working in a, in a bar in Georgia or in, you know, the Philippines or wherever, where maybe you make 300 bucks a month or you get on and you play this game that takes you into a whole other world, you know? And, and now people uh, are excited to like really play and earn and all this stuff. Right. And, um, and so when I saw that, I was like, Oh wow, this is actually something that could be a big deal. And I remember back in, 2018 i think it's when it came out yeah 2018 was it because i talked to my old students about this when ready player one came out and the the strategy for ready player one was eerily the same to what was going on with um with uh, uh axie infinity because you could like you could hire these scholars to basically play your your um your characters for you and you could have an infinite amount of people playing your characters and you just split the uh the earnings with them right and it was it was really really cool but at the end of the day like that failed but 
then I've been still keeping up with some of the games that are really coming out. And, you know, the graphics were really horrible on Axie Infinity. And the game was just, like, really boring at the end of the day. It was, like, one of these card games. But uh, you got to have, like, these strategies. Anyways, at the end of the day, like, when I started seeing some of these, um, you know, games being built on, like, Unreal Engine 5, um, and, you know, they're taking two, three, four years to build. And uh, they're building these huge communities. I was like, okay, I'm going to pay attention to this because when this hits, like this is going to be a whole economy. And, mm -hmm. and so um, we do make a small amount of passive income uh, with that, but that's, that's really like saving for the future, right? Like it's really cool. Cause you can, you can buy, you know, one of my favorite games is, is uh, Mirandis that's going to be coming out. And I've been buying NFTs. You can buy land. Uh, you know, you can rent the land. It's, it's so, so, so cool. Like the, the, the mm -hmm. way they set it up is just, uh, it's a, it's a real economy. Right. And so yeah. I just see like all this stuff really headed down that route, especially how big gaming is and stuff. And that's been one of our, at one point in time, even, you know, back during the last bowl, run even though the games were crappy i had passive income coming from there pretty substantial sometimes uh in the tens of thousands of dollars per month mm -hmm. um but you know like you mentioned earlier we do a lot of single asset staking so we find you know projects like let's say for instance snx where i can go and and put some um put some eth and snx into a consolidated liquidity uh pool and earn, you know, right now, I think it's like at 230% per year, um, and then take my SNX to avoid like impermanent loss, I take my SNX, and instead of rolling it back in there, I put it into their native platform and borrow and against it. Um, but when I put it in there to borrow against it, I'm actually earning uh, probably anywhere between 20 and 30%, depending on, you know, what the borrowing and, and all that stuff and how many people have borrowed against SNX or minted um, SUSD. Um, and then taking the money that I'm borrowing from there and then putting that into another liquidity pool on a smaller cap token that's earning me more. And then I'm looking for a place to earn single asset staking. So like one is like Quenta. It's, mm -hmm. a, um, it's a futures DeFi uh, platform uh, that's built on, uh, not on SNX, but powered by SNX, I should say. Um, and so you can actually, I'm yield or I'm liquidity pool mining that now on UniV3, earning like three or 400% because it's really, really highly traded, uh, low liquidity, but high volume. So it's giving me a higher fee per month. And then I'm taking that and I'm putting it into the Quenta platform, which is paying me 50%. So then then I take that 50% and then I spend it. <laughs> so there's, there's like all these really cool strategies and at times they can be complex, but when you really understand the flow of it all, um, you're just like, whoa, like this is really infinite money. This is infinite mm -hmm. money printing, but it's all coming from like value. It's not coming from a Ponzi scheme. It's coming from right. things that people are actually using, uh, which is really cool. No, that is really cool. It's really fascinating the different ways, especially through DeFi, that you can make money today that didn't exist yeah. just a couple of years ago. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we had DeFi summer in 2021 or something. So, I mean, 2020, 2020. So it's, we haven't even been three years into DeFi yet. I mean, geez, who, who knows what it's going to evolve into. Yeah. Um, if someone wants to be a part of the course, is there like a certain budget they need to set aside to invest or is there no limit to investing in, into not, not the course specifically, but to make these investments? Like, do they need a thousand dollars to start? Did they need $5,000 to start? Or is it more of a recommendation uh, for, for volume or you tell me? I mean, we usually recommend that uh, students start with like $250,000. Just kidding. Uh, no, no, no. We <laughs> look the one, we don't make any recommendations on that. Cause that's very, a very personal question. We don't give uh, financial advice, but we'll say mm-hmm. this, um, you know, invest and you've heard this before, invest yeah. the amount, the amount of money that you're willing to lose with. And especially when you first start, right. I've had students start off with two, 300 bucks. Um, and they, and they've, you know, made that up to uh, $10,000 a month, $15,000 a month. Uh, but you know, the strategy is their dollar cost averaging, um, into it. And as they get to learn more and more as to how the investments flow, they, they start to put a little bit more and more behind it. Um, but we all, we always say start slow. Uh, don't, don't FOMO slow-mo is my slogan. And, mm-hmm. and don't, don't get crazy, you know, like, cause that's how people get burnt. I've had people, you know, and especially last year when the, the hype was around DeFi and NFTs and all this stuff, you know, like it was the hot, it, just like 20, the end of 2017. Right. I mean, you've mm-hmm. lived through it. Uh, you know, like people were just crazy and, you know, we had things like, um, nodes, which were really hot that all these people got into and, you know, despite the fact we're like, Hey, put in a certain amount, you know, we're putting in a certain amount, like less than 1% of our portfolio. Um, you know, no more than 5% if you really, really want to redline it. Um, and they all went to zero, you know, and, and they, they ended up being like DeFi Ponzi schemes. And so like the, the idea is go slow. And, you know, for me, um, build your positions in Bitcoin and Ethereum, because those are the ones that, you know, are tried and true and are probably going to be around for a very, very long time. So until, until that's unproven or there's another crypto that, uh, that really comes out. So that's the kind of our profit taking strategy that we teach. We don't tell, but we teach, um, is, um, you know, taking 12.5% into, a liquidity pool for Bitcoin ETH, uh, 12.5% into single asset staking WBTC and 12.5 into staked ETH. So at least you're earning a little bit of interest on the staked ETH and WBTC um, in WBTC and like Aave, which is really crappy uh, interest rate, but still it's something just in case, you know, like whatever, let's say the SEC decides everything is a security. They've said, the one that's not is Bitcoin, so I'm I'm putting you know uh, a nice chunk into that as we as we progress forward. So, got it. What about someone that may not have enough time, like during the day, that maybe works like a nine to five job still? Is this a situation where they have to um, budget the money, quit cold turkey, and then go full into the course, or is this something that can work around their daily life and their schedule? Yeah, no, it's super easy. Um, you know, all we have classes at night. 
all the classes are pre-recorded. Um, you know, and then, and we've got, we do have workshops. I will say this, it's a little intense the first, let's say five weeks. All right. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have to quit your job, but you know, you're going to put in an extra hour, uh, a day, um, or every other day, you know, you're putting in an extra hour or two. Um, but once you've gotten there, once you understand the principles, once you've learned that new skill, uh, it's actually very simple. Uh, and requires very little time. You know, you may want to show up to a course or a couple of courses that we offer on, you know, the alpha that we're giving or some news that may directly affect some of the cryptos that we're particularly talking about. But um, outside of that, it really doesn't take a lot of your time. Um, and, you know, we have decentralized managed options as well, um, which is really cool, um, where, you know, you actually hold the the keys to it and we're we're able to make the moves but we're not able to actually withdraw any of the money and it's it's very very safe and it's even insured uh against exploits so there's some really cool stuff that's that's out there for people that you know may not have the amount of time uh to to make their own moves but want to be exposed to it got it if someone is like very new to this and maybe they don't have a lot of money to put up uh, to, you know, start. Um, I, I get like a bit of advice from both sides on this, especially when I was like kind of learning how to trade too. Some one, one side of it, people say, oh, just mock trade, you know, don't use actual money, but practice for a while. Um, then the other side of it says, put like a hundred bucks in because we have skin in the game. You know, you feel the risk and you pay more attention. Is there any truth to, to either side of that? Or do you guys maybe encourage doing mock trading or playing around with fake virtual money <laughs> or virtual yeah. virtual money before, you know, really doing it? Sure. Um, or, so, or do you think having the risk is, is uh, somewhat good for learning too? Okay. So one, so obviously like we're not necessarily trading. So that, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I used to teach bot trading, and you could do that. You could do demo trading and stuff like that. And it, it was definitely good just to like understand what happens if I press this, right? Right. Uh, you know, you, last thing you want to do is like go in and, and put, you know, 100x leverage on Pepe at the top and get wiped out in one single trade, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it, it just depends on, on what you're investing in. So if you're going to do like, bot trading or your strategy is trading, then I would say, yeah, I mean, do a little bit of, of, uh, demo trading before you do it, just so you understand what the buttons mean. Right. Because it's, it's like jumping into a spaceship when you first jump into some of this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about like DeFi, throw in two, 300 bucks, everybody can afford that. Everybody can afford that. And, and, you know, like I, that's one of the things I teach my students though. It's not just DeFi. It's also mindset of finances because, we're not taught these things. We're really taught to be poor, good, middle to low class citizens in terms of our finances. And so, um, you know, the, the thing that I like to talk about a lot in my courses is how do you flip that mindset around so that you can think more abundantly? So you can start changing the way you think your, your cycles start to change, just like I needed to change my cycles when right, right before I got divorced and cancer and my cat died, like, I was stuck in a cycle, in a, in a mental cycle. And so I had to break those cycles and create new ones 
so that I could become more successful, so that I could have more peace of mind, so that I could be healthy. These were all things that, that had to occur. So I would say, you know, find that two, 300 bucks, and then maybe you lose some of it or 50% of it. That's mm -hmm. okay. You, anybody can stir up another two or 300 bucks, right? Uh, and, and I had a lot of students, especially last year during the bear market, that totally got greedy, you know, and I, and I, I took my portfolio from $15,000 when I was in Russia. I mean, I was down to fumes. Is the only money that I had was in my crypto. And then I was able to DCA in and my portfolio by the end of 2021 was, you know, in excess of two point some million dollars. And so um, you, you, this is the crypto market is the the land of second chances. And so but you don't want to go in too heavy because if you do, you could definitely get wiped out. And I've had students that do that and they're still with me. You know, but they're just like, man, that's the hardest lesson that I've had to learn financially. I'm like, yeah, sometimes you have to, even though we're saying like, don't put all your eggs in this basket, you know, mm -hmm. have the majority of your money in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Still, there's always going to be that person that's going to jump on one class where we're talking about the biggest DGEN play. And we talk way less about DGEN plays now than we used to. Mm -hmm. Um and they're, they're going to bet it all on red, you know, and it's worked for some people, but then it's gone terribly wrong for others. And so I don't like leaving it up to chance. So I always say, just start with a little bit. And that's why dollar cost averaging is, is to me the best way to go about it. Because if you strike out, you always got a little bit coming next time and you're always going to learn. You're always going to learn. Absolutely. Do you, do you feel like FOMO and FUD or some of the bigger mistakes the average investor maybe makes? when they're, you know, trying to put their money into this market, you know, whether it's an actual coin like Bitcoin or it's Pepe or it's into DeFi or whatever it may be. I think a lot of people, they get very excited. You know, the FOMO's hitting. They're like, oh, I'm going to throw some money into it. And then maybe I'll make money off the top of it, what everyone else is doing. Then they they get monkey hammered. And then, you know, the FUD happens and they they want to get all their money out. And then ah, they, they miss an opportunity and it comes back. Um, is that maybe one of the most common mistakes you see people mating, making that are average traders coming into this? Um, or are there other things that maybe you've seen that um, kind of plague the average investor? Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely FOMO, you know, greed. Greed is the, the, the main driver. Uh, and, I, and look, I'm not going to say that I haven't gotten greedy and gotten into some of these and gotten absolutely wrecked. All we right? all do I, at some point. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> And it's part of the learning curve, you know, uh, in crypto, unfortunately. But, you know, in the end, you take those and you and you learn from them. But, yeah, definitely FUD. Uh, you'll see a lot of people just selling uh, because they hear this rumor um, that never comes to fruition. Um, you know, and, and it's like USDC coming on peg this year. You know, I was sitting there going like, man, no way that you know, Coinbase and, um, who's the, uh, it's not Goldman Sachs, but one of these big funds is, uh, is that's BlackRock and, yeah. you know, they're going to let USDC go down by the wayside. There's just no way, you know, these guys are going to prop it up. Uh, and then the fed ended up obviously covering SBV. Um, but, you just gotta, you just gotta be kind of rational when people are irrational. And, um, 
and that that's kind of part of the mindset side that we we talk about you know like i'm huge into meditation i meditate sometimes one to two uh times per day and you know minimum of half hour to each time Mm -hmm. just to slow my brain down just to take a breath you know and 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 really just understand okay like it this is all gonna be okay you know we've been here before uh we've had governments say this that and the other about crypto we've had you know people talk bad about crypto we've had bitcoin maxi say bad things about altcoins like we just gotta take a deep breath see what the real narrative is and this is why i really this is why i like investing based off of a off of um uh fundamentals as opposed to um technical you know analysis Mm -hmm. uh because then you can kind of control the narrative a little bit more inside your mind as opposed to like Oh my gosh, is it about to go down? It's going to hit support resistance. It didn't hit total resistance, but you know, like, and then it disobeys all the rules that you just spent, you know, one or two years learning. So it's, it's, that's why I'm, I always say, you know, it's, it's better time in the market than time in the market. Cause there's always going to be FUD. There's always going to be some kind of news coming out. That's going to make you rethink your investment but if you have that long-term strategy and you're like, hey, okay, I'm, I'm still not completely sold on this crypto thing. So maybe instead of DCAing whatever, uh, um, $1,000 that I have to invest, I'm going to invest $250 per month mm-hmm. until, until you really get the bug like you and I. And then, you know, you ape into Bitcoin and Ethereum because it, you know it's staying. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm curious to what you recommend to your students outside of, you know, the investing part of it, you know. To, they always say to be patient and to be unemotional and be calm. It's easier said than done. Um, but w- w- what would you recommend to people? Like, should they meditate? Should they distract themselves um, with positive and healthy habits? You know, what are some good ways to keep a calm, clear mind and not to maybe overthink a lot of the investment situation and to, um, I think, lower that stress level? Okay, so that's a really, really good question. So I, I actually had a teacher who helped me through this back in 2018 after I was diagnosed with cancer because, I mean, mm-hmm. I was going nuts. I, I didn't right. know if I still wanted to live. I didn't have a family. I, didn't, you know, I was divorced, living 38 years old, living with my family. It was awful, right? Mm-hmm. So I was able to really learn how to quiet my mind. That was definitely one thing. And then begin to create my own environment. And let me tell you what I what I've done since then. And this is actually a course that I'm offering free with for my students right now because we're kind of like beta testing it with them. Um, I was able to take my expenses and bring them down to next to nothing. So that's where a lot of the 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 fear comes in, right? Because usually when you're you're up against the wall, you're gonna panic. You know, uh, your overhead is like my mine was at the time. and I was only earning $9,000 a month from my salary because we restructured the business that I was in back then. And I was totally screwed. I'm like, how am I going to freaking live? Like Mm -hmm. I'm upside down and that, and we're not even talking about taxes yet. You know, Uh, I'm upside down five, six grand a month, seven grand a month. Plus I owe all sorts of money in debt, all this stuff. So what I did was I brought down my overhead. I literally stopped paying some of my credit cards. I I was like, it's either eat or, you know, pay my credit cards. And I was like, I'm going to eat. 
And then I started getting more creative and I'm like, it's either eat or make investments because I knew that we were at the bottom uh, Mm -hmm. of the market or close to it. And I was like, I got a DCA into it. And it was the best decision that I ever made. And I was able to clear up a lot of the other stuff. Right. But, um, but definitely bring your overhead down, clear your mind, meditate, and learn how you can like arbitrage. This is one of the things that I'm, that I'm aggressively teaching is like, I know, you know, you live in another country. I live in another country. Like, um, where I live is substantially cheaper than the United States. And we have a lot of students in the United States and we just think like, Oh, I need to move to the Midwest to get a cheaper place or a place that I don't really enjoy living. I mean, I've been to the Midwest. It's actually really cool. Not during the winter, but during Mm -hmm. the summertime, and but you can really find skills that and jobs that you can do online lower your overhead get it down to something that's super manageable that in case something happens you're not going to freak out and then start dcaing into investing because honestly unless you are making that passive income you're forever going to be a slave to your job even if you're passionate about it i'd rather be like passionate about it and do it at my own leisure because I have enough money over here mm-hmm. than, than having to just like, I have to do this. Once you say I have to do anything, you're just, you're, you're in your own hell in my opinion. Um, right. and that's just, I gave that life up years ago. <laughs> yeah. Th- that's some good advice. You know, the arbitrage thing with living too is really, um, good idea. That That's why I live in Columbia too. It makes more sense. You know, I don't have to worry about spending a month on rent in the United States more. If I want to live in a big city, um, I think a lot of young people do want to live in a city. They want that active lifestyle. Um, and a lot of first world countries are very, very expensive, but yeah, Panama is a good option. Colombia is a good option. Um, there's a lot of places that feel totally fine and that are safe and very opportunistic. I think for a lot of people that would be more affordable, but they just, I don't think have realized it yet, or they're scared to make that leap. It's probably both, Um, but man, it helps so much because you don't have to touch your investments. You can relax. You can slowly put it in. You can save some money in case you uh, have anxiety in terms of not having enough. Um, It's better than living paycheck to paycheck and not being able to do anything. And then, yeah, the stress eats you alive. Yeah. I mean, like, like where I live, I live in, you know, one of the nicest buildings in Panama, if not the nicest building in Panama in a two bedroom, 1500 square foot with a panoramic ocean view. We're on the front line. I have a nice view. There's an Island right here. You can't see it cause there's the wall there, but you know, and, and my whole lifestyle and I eat in nice restaurants, all this stuff, you know, it's costing me five, $6,000 a month. And, you know, I have my fiance and my daughter that was just born last year, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, just this, this apartment in Miami would be six, $7,000 a month easily without any hesitation. Right. So, you know, again, like it's not only just bringing down your expenses and arbitraging that, but you live a better quality life in my opinion. And, you know, I think Panama's first world country, I think maybe, <laughs> but like developing, maybe getting developing, that. develop, let's say developing, but it's, it's got so much to offer. And, and I know Colombia does as well. I have a lot of friends that are in Colombia, you being mm-hmm. one of them now. Uh, but Colombia is, uh, 
it, I hear a lot of great things. I actually want to make my way down to Medellin um, soon, but yeah, there's so many places in the world. When I was living in the country of Georgia, mm-hmm. I mean, we had an apartment that cost us two thousand dollars. It was twenty five hundred square feet, and Brandon, I mean, this place looked like uh, like a catalog out of uh, one of these upscale uh, stores, you know, like re- restoration mm-hmm. hardware. It was that right. beautiful with this view that, I mean, you couldn't, it looked like a painting uh, and just so much light coming into this thing. So there's just, there's so much out there that, you know, and I'm sure a lot of your people are American uh, that, that watch your show. Um, but mm-hmm. that, you know, we're, we're taught that the world is a dangerous place and, oh my gosh, you're going to die if you go step one, you know, step outside of the United States anywhere. And that's not the case. There are so many cool places in the world that, um, that suit all of your needs from taxes to investing, to saving money, to living, to eating. Uh, and it, it's just so much fun when you can actually get out there and, and know that it's really not that expensive. It's actually way less and, and you can breathe. You can not have that stress that's going on at, back in the United States that I think you and I definitely don't have. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, for the young Americans that are watching and listening to this, you know, I'm an American. Don't don't be afraid to, you know, jump ship a little bit and, and see what's out there. I know the U.S. kind of paints, I think, a lot of the world as a dangerous, unsafe place. So stay in your bubble and and live here. We're the best in the world. But the reality is once you leave and you look back, you you just realize how more difficult and I think unhappy being in America is like what, for example, when I came to Columbia for the first time, there was a bit of a culture shock. It was very different, but after about a year or so adapting, you know, I can do all the normal things that I do here, uh, that I did in the U S and I, and at a lot lesser of an expense, but every time I leave Columbia and I go back to the U S, um, doesn't matter where it is. If I go to Florida, if I go to Nevada and Las Vegas, if I go to California or the Midwest, I've been there too. Um, it, you feel so much heavier and unhappy and stressed and uber goes from two dollars to forty dollars and your your avocados go from 25 cents to five dollars and your rent goes from a couple grand to almost 10 grand and it's it's horrific yeah and you realize how many people are living there that just don't really realize that and they think that is the reality of the world then you leave and you're like wow life is you know not so bad outside of america that, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing people, you know, don't experience or they're too afraid to experience. And that's like this hidden truth. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So, um, absolutely. Where, where can people go to learn more about the course? You know, they want to sign up. We, we actually got a link for you guys, uh, in the description for this episode. So definitely go click on it, sign up and, uh, check out, uh, the courses here at art crypto. They're fantastic. You're going to learn a lot. Um, but given where can people go if they want to learn a bit more and get some more detail? Um, do you have any maybe publications or, uh, blogs or articles or where would you direct people? Yeah. I mean, you could head over to our website. I think you have a, your, your actual link that you can share with everybody there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, Instagram is probably where I'm posting a lot of my short-term, uh, content. Uh, my handle is at wealth renegade. Um, and then, uh, Twitter as well. I'm starting to do a lot more with Twitter, uh, just cause I really like 
what they're doing in terms of I can like post things about, you know, things that aren't popular to people and are certain people, the, the powers that be. Uh, and that's the same at Wealth Renegade. So I'm, I'm, those are the two mostly active things. And we're going to start launching more of a YouTube presence, but uh, we have only short term, short uh, form content there. So uh, it's better just go Instagram. Nice. I've seen you on TikTok too. Yeah, TikTok as well, but I don't know. I'm kind of straying away from TikTok and uh, I, and especially the stuff that we're talking about. It's a little bit mm -hmm. more long form, so I wanna I wanna be able to to share some of that. So like, I'm hoping Twitter comes out with some good stuff uh, for long form, and as well as you know, YouTube is the go to place for that. So we're we're gonna start building that out just a little bit more. So if you want, you know, to get to know me a little bit better before becoming a student. But we also have a we have a course that starts as low as like 500 bucks. Um, so uh, and it gets you access to our stuff for a year and we, we show you a few plays. Um, and so there's there's uh, there's some alpha there as well. Awesome. Guys, make sure to check out all the social pages, the website, everything for Art Crypto. Everything will be in the description for the episode. Uh, wherever you're listening and watching, as well as a direct link so that you guys can go sign up and participate. Um, Given, are you also available maybe on like LinkedIn or something? If people want to connect like directly with you personally, maybe they want to work with you or collaborate. Um, where's the best place to get in contact? Yeah, they can. I would say Instagram. Just DM me on Instagram, and that that's usually the best. I do have a LinkedIn, but and I post on it every day, but. Instagram is probably the easiest to get a hold of. Too many places to post now. Right, so. right. I feel <laughs> you on that. All right. Given, thank you for taking the time, man. It's been a really good episode. Very educational. A lot of good information. Um, really excited to you know share this with everybody. I think everyone's going to really, really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, do it again in, in the future. Awesome, man. For sure. Thanks for having me on, brother. <laughs>